The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead, The Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Hi, I'm Linda Sharkey, and welcome to I Lead, The Leadership Connection. I'm your host. And this is the start of a series that I'm doing on uh, a view from the top. Um, Last month, I looked at neuroscience. Uh, You probably know that I'm on the board of the uh, uh, Academy for Brain-Based Leadership. And we looked at all the various different aspects of what we're learning about the brain and how that impacts how people lead. This month, I'm looking at and talking with leaders from around the world who have created and developed top-notch organizations. And the way they've done it has been some interesting uh, kinds of experiences. What I'm finding is that what is really true is that leaders who pay attention to their people and who have a talent focus, in fact, as all the research bears out, do in fact beat their competition no matter where they are in the world. I was recently in Dubai, and I did a uh, talent and leadership session uh, for a number of businesses across the GCC. And it was a fascinating and wonderful experience to see how much interest there is in creating whole, healthy organizations and organizations that really thrive for the people in it and for the area in which they're living or where the communities in which they reside. It was very exciting to see how interested people were in and are in developing great and gaining great tools and techniques to ensure they have the best talent and that they've developed the best talent. A lot of time and attention was spent on engagement, creating a culture for uh, inclusion, Uh, having a culture where leaders really spend time coaching and developing others. And through that experience, I ran into, not personally, but ran into Suhail bin Taraf. And I spoke to uh, Suhail recently, and it was a great conversation. And he is CEO of Tanfith, which is a... uh, and also, he's uh, uh, on the board and the director uh, of, of the audit committee for that organization. It is one of the first um, GCC companies that 
uh, out of the Arab Emirates that has emerged as a new organization. And he has been working uh, on a number of complex issues to transform the culture and ensure the culture is uniform throughout his organization. And he's doing that through a set of values um, that supports organizational capability. So as I talked to Suhail, I was struck by how that conversation about having clear values and clear purpose, clear focus and being transparent on talent was a common theme across CEOs that are great CEOs and great leaders, no matter where they reside in the world. So not to say too much about that, but also to talk a little bit about um, Suhail himself, who has an MBA from uh, American University, yes, an MBA from the International University in the United Arab Emirates. He attended American University in Dubai, also has experience at INSEAD in uh, Singapore, Duke Leadership Program, uh, and has done a number of different programs in internationally recognized schools and uh, U.S.-based organizations. So he has a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. He is one of the few people who's risen to CEO status from uh, an HR perspective, which I think is makes him a real pioneer in the field. He really led a merger between the Emirates Bank and the National Bank of Dubai to form uh, Emirates National Bank of Dubai. And having been engaged in integrations myself in the past, I know how difficult that can be. So let's jump right in and talk to Suhail. Suhail, thank you so much for taking the time to join the discussion. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Uh, thank you, and um, thank you for this opportunity, and I hope uh, I can share a bit of my knowledge. Well, I, I'm sure you will. So, you know, tell me about Tanfith uh, and the role that it plays in the in the GCC. Um, maybe you could explain that a little bit to our, our audience, because I'm not sure everybody really understands what the GCC is and uh, and the unique role that Tanfith plays in that. Uh, so uh, Tanfith is a, is a customer service uh, organization that uh, focuses on uh, back-end operation and transformation for companies. And uh, it's a little bit complex when I say it in that way. But what what it really means is, is how do we look at your customers from an end-to-end perspective? And what should the business focus on? And what should be outsourced for an organization? But at the, uh, but the end is the touch points of your customers and how are they perceived to improve your organization's performance. So we do a lot of transformation from uh, um, uh, people, technology, and process. And also we do a lot of outsourcing, uh, but it's not your typical outsourcing that we look at. It's how do we add value from an outsourcing perspective. 
So we sometimes say no because it's not the right strategy that we need to take on outsourcing. So we work closely with the organizations to build a framework which gives you feedback from the customer, and then in return you create something for the customer. Because usually, uh, if you look at a lot of organizations, if they come and listen to the voice of the customer, a lot of companies do not translate it to what the customer actually wants. And that's a big challenge in a lot of companies around the world. Especially in, in, in the GCC, what's happening is um, processes are not mapped uh, correctly and are not, uh, I would say, documented that you can follow them. So there's a lot of ambiguity in the region because um, it's a relationship-based uh, culture rather than uh, uh, much more uh, process-driven and data-driven. Yeah, and, and that's such an important point because as people are learning, as we move into doing more global businesses, which everyone is into these days, you have to understand the role of relationship and how that fits actually with transaction and process. Have you discovered that, Sahil? I wouldn't say we're 100%, but uh, the data we have is uh, robust that you can take decisions based on that. In the past, we couldn't yeah, even take true. a decision because we couldn't even assume if it's going in our north or south. Yeah, because you just really didn't have the data to make some of those decisions. And really, but by, by the way, you'll you probably already know this given your background and experience. Just because you're in, G, in the GCC, that is not a problem that is unique. You can find numerous companies uh, in the West that also have. Very similar problems. They don't have the data. They don't have the processes. Um, and they, they don't have the relationships to really drive the change that they need and help transform the organization. So it's an interesting sort of global dilemma. And it strikes me that you're kind of at the cutting edge. Do, do you feel, I think you are at the cutting edge. Do you feel uh, that for, for the region that you're in? Um, from a regional perspective, yes, we are doing a lot. But can we do better? Yes, there's a lot to be done. And I'd always say I would always keep myself seeking new ideas to continue to improve my, my, my uh, data gathering and uh, decision-making because I believe if I don't keep ahead of, of a lot of uh, my competition, my competition will reach me fast because the technology is easy to, 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 to procure and, and implement. Yeah. Uh, but what is your That's exactly right. Those, it's, small, it's... those small strategical initiatives that make it so complex for your comp competition to actually implement. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful point. What I wanted to ask you is, you know, as I looked at your web website and um, you know, you 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 make a comment there that you know uh, you're taking the path of unwavering commitment to people. And it's an interesting term, unwavering commitment. What's the backstory here for you? Why is that so important to you? Uh, I come from HR. Um, if you, what's my comfort zone? It's people, yeah. And and you look at every uh, research in the world; it will tell you it's your people that make you 
better than your competition. Not even better. You're talking about X10, X12, X15 compared to any competition. If you're on, if you have the right people, the right mindset in the organization. So I wouldn't emphasize it uh, on uh, people. I would say I would um, create a culture that's enriching for people to grow and shine and uh, go beyond what they are capable of. Because a lot of people do not believe uh, that they can do better than they know. If you look at uh, sports, every uh, person who wins a medal uh, would do something different that will make him win that medal, that gold medal. It's it's what he believes in his heart will actually happen because it's a dream. If you don't create that dream, then there's no use for you to go chase that dream, yeah? Yes, you will reach that dream eventually, but then what's your next dream? Yeah, and that's, you know, that actually you're you're underscoring something that is uh, quite the hallmark of really successful people, that people are always reaching to that next goal, that next dream. Um so, so tell me quickly, we're, we have break in about 30 seconds, but quickly, and we'll follow back up after break, you have a tagline, getting it done and making it better. And I am assuming that that's your purpose statement. Uh, how'd you arrive at that statement and how does it guide your company? And we have 30 seconds and we'll follow back up after this, uh, if, give you more time to discuss this as well. But give, give us your thoughts on that. So a lot of things we do within Tenfield, uh, we do it together as a team. And we usually work in groups, three or four groups, and we come up with ideas and generate ideas and start working on them and what do they mean to us. And, and, and honestly speaking, two teams were working. One team got get it done. Team came up with make it better. And we, when we put it on the whiteboard, because we work a lot on whiteboards and we keep scribbling and changing and all that. And it looked nice when you had, you know, uh, um, when you put the tagline together just beside each other, get it done, there was a space, and then make it better. We were looking at it, you know, on the board. It looked nice. We just put an and in the middle. And it just hit us there. Ah. And then I'll tell you how we cascaded down. This is the idea generation. But making it happen is, 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 is what makes us different. What makes us yeah. different is well, we use it from, we have a break? Yes. Let's, let's, let's take a break, uh, Sahil, and, uh, Sahil, and we will talk about how did you cascade it down. I think that's a great question. And, you know, how you use it to guide your company. So stay with us. We're talking to Sahil Ben uh, Taraf, uh, CEO of um a major outsourcing organization, Tanfeath in the GCC. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. 
visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag ILEADTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, Back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Hi, welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey. I'm your host of I Lead, the Leadership Connection. And with me today is Suhail Bin Taraf, who is CEO of Tanfeith, um, a major outsourcing uh, organization for the GCC uh, in the United Arab Emirates. And one of the things that's so exciting and striking about Suhail is that a real cornerstone of his organization is people and that he's an HR leader who um, became CEO of this company because of the great things that he did uh, on his way uh, up the career ladder. We were talking about the purpose statement that uh, his organization has, which is getting it done and making it better. And we were talking about how he uses it to guide his company and how he cascaded it throughout to get everybody aligned. So tell me how you did that, Sahel. So with the tagline or anything we use from values, anything that touch our culture, we look at it at every level. So first thing is recruitment. It's as simple as that. Does the person fit our tagline? Can he do it? Can he get it done? Can he make it better? Does he have that drive? Does he have that spirit of uh, flexibility, working under pressure, working uh, without structure, coming up with new ideas? That type of person we're looking for. So if yes, he ticks the box. You know, If we uh, go to a yeah. client meeting, uh, can we do it better? Can we uh, uh, can we make it better? Can we can we do it right? Get it right? Get over with it? So we we ask ourselves those questions every meeting we go. Did we do it? Is it right? Is it that approach that we want? If it's yes, great. If it's not, then we need to ask ourselves what are we doing wrong? 
So we actually audited ourselves unconsciously. It was in the beginning consciously that we audited ourselves, but later on it became something natural for us. And then, and then we realized that part of your that it's part of our DNA. It's part of what correct works differently. Yeah, so. I was just going to say that you made it part of just playing your culture and 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 how you do business. How did you get others on board with that, though, up, up past the leadership team? How did how did you cascade it into sort of the what I call the belly of the beast? So, uh, within Tempid itself, uh, because one of our pillars is is transparency. We're we're very transparent. That uh, you know how much you have achieved in your target on a daily basis, how much you've missed your target. The approach you've been taking to make uh, you successful, how do you work with you to make you successful? So the questions that we use are not, why didn't you achieve it, but how can we help you is, is one, one way of seeing things. And because we ask the how rather than why, um, we, we built uh, uh, the KPIs around that. And, and talking about KPIs, we're talking about very strict KPIs that these are our targets, this is what we look at. But within our KPIs, we have a lot of health checks on our people side of it. So one of the questions would be in the morning, uh, how's your morale today? And this is an everyday morning question. How's your morale? Great question. I love that. uh, And it's a one, two, three. It's a simple tool. So one is I'm, I'm sad, I'm upset. And three, I'm super happy. And the reason of using this tool is very simple. If I'm upset and you're my manager, you, my manager, would know I'm upset today. It might be, you know, I didn't sleep well. It might be I feel sick today. Or it might be, you know, I'm just upset, you know, naturally upset. But it's a strong tool for my manager to understand that, you know, I might let him go today, go home early rather than pressure him, because I know he will not deliver. So if I that is pressure a fabulous a tool. Is, a person who is not uh, motivated today, he will explode and it will backfire. Not on the person, yeah. but the customer, the output, everything else. You know, and the person himself, and the team. Ha- I, I, I love that. I, I don't know many organizations that have the courage to ask that question. And I know a lot of Western organizations would say, well, well, you know, how can you trust the person? Somebody's going to, you know, just say they're not feeling good so that they can go home. What how, do you get that kind of reaction or do you do, do you think people are? Yes. In the beginning, yes. But later on, they will actually realize the power of it. And. Um, because in the morning, we have morning huddles of 15 minutes. And the last question would be, hey, guys, who's upset and who's happy? And you'll have show of hands. In the beginning, people will all say we're happy. But eventually, somebody would say, you know, today I'm not happy. I don't feel good. So it takes time. But when they see the power, the first person says, I'm upset, the, the, the team will see the power of, Bonding more than if they're all happy. If they're uh, they're saying that they're happy. 
Yeah. And let me ask you, when, when somebody says, you know, I'm, I think this is just really great. When somebody says, you know, I'm upset and you find out uh, it's not necessarily that they need to go home all the time. It may be that the team needs to rally around them on something. Is that correct? I mean, do you find that happening? Yes, yes, yes. So the, the other question after this is if I'm upset, you say, you know, what's upsetting you? And you might share it. And then it's off your chest, yeah? And then you, yes. that itself is an energizer boost. And if it's something a bit personal, the person will say, I don't want to share it in public. The team captain would come back to the person and say, you know, do you want to talk about it? It's just that courtesy of saying, do you want to talk about it, makes a big difference. He might say yes and you know, I, I... And, and get it out and it's over, or it's personal problems at home and I just don't want to talk about it. You know, that is such a respectful uh, approach. And I will tell you this, when you choose the language of how can you make it better or what's upsetting you today, that is really aligned with, you know, how the brain operates and gets the brain out of a defensive mode. And if you ask people, you know, why did you do it that way? It puts people into a defensive and a threat state. Yes. Yes. And they become defensive. Or if you say, you know, why aren't you feeling well today? It makes people feel defensive. So it's you're really it's a powerful approach that you're using. What's the third question, Suhil, that you ask? <laughs> so we have two pens that we use, red pen and a green pen. And I think you'd know okay. the red and the green, yeah? The red is yes. I can achieve my target. The green is I'm achieving my target, yeah? So you'll see the board, huh? and, and, and people actually fill their board with with their target that yesterday they've achieved. So the question would be, let's say, Ali, for example, hypothetically speaking, and Ali did not achieve his target, but uh, Muhammad achieved his target, which is he's the top star of the day. Yeah? So we say, you know, great job, Muhammad, you know, he's the star of the day. Ali, tell me, what problems did you have yesterday? that you, you want us to work together with. And he'd say, you know, my system, my customers, whatever it is, uh, any issue he had. Uh, and he'll say, you know, I need somebody to teach me on this specific training. Muhammad will actually put up his hand and say, you know, Ali, I can teach you. I'll give you 15 to minute, 20 minutes of my time. We'll sit and I'll fix it for you and you'll be perfect. So they buddy immediately. Wow. And you so know, that was a great team building tool. That's such it, a it, fabulous exactly. team building approach. That, that's the 15 minutes of the huddle. It's actually to bond that team. And, and do you find captain, that? Go ahead. The, cap, the captain's objective is to become the coach rather than the directive person. And how do you use this in performance review? How, how does your company approach performance review? I don't need to because the way I created the tool is it's uh, objective. It's not subjective. So you, you, you remove the, the, the um, part where people say he's good and we want to promote him and everything, but the evidence is not there. Today, you have the evidence in your front of your face every day. So 
if you promote somebody yeah. who's weaker than the person, the, the, the top performer would say, hey, excuse me, I'm doing a better job. These are my numbers. These are my health numbers. This is my cultural numbers. So you are questioned, why did you take this wrong decision? So you cannot justify that question. Yeah. So we've yeah. actually removed this, this subjectivity of because the manager likes you, you will get promoted. That's eliminated. And yeah. if you look at it, this is the lowest level of the organization. And this is cascaded from my office. So from my target downwards, you have a pyramid which has every level targets put in place. So for me, I, I really, uh, we are going to be coming up on a uh, break in a, in a few uh, seconds, uh, Suhail. But I really want to explore this with you because I think what you're doing relative to uh, performance management and coaching is really the approach that's going to make all the difference uh, going forward. And I think performance management and ratings, as we've done them in the past, are artifacts of uh, industrial businesses and beliefs on how to control people. And that is not what energizes people going forward. So stay with us. And I I want to explore this more with you uh, after our break. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you're a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune in to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen for new episodes every month on the Voice America Business Channel. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that have done right really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag ILEADTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to ILEAD, The Leadership Connection. 
Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey. I'm your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection. And with me today is uh, Suhail Ben Taraf, who is the CEO of Tanfith, a uh, United Arab Emirate company that does work across the GCC and uh, outsourcing, process improvement, organizational transformation. Uh, we were having a fascinating conversation, one that I think needs to be shared uh, with many, many leaders, many CEOs, and many organizations who are struggling today with what they're going to do about the old artifact of performance management, rankings, and ratings. And there are still people out there that are saying, you've got to rank and you've got to rate, no matter how much we know from neuroscience that that makes people defensive. And uh, Sahel is providing what I consider to be a top best practice and case study in how you turn uh, discussion, dialogue, coaching into really creating improved performance. So I'd like to talk with you more about that. Um, how, how do you, at the end of the year, decide, because that's really what all HR people get excited about, is how do we give promotions and how do we give salary increases? How do, how do you do that, Sahel, in the, in the example um, you're using? So, uh, you know... There's no one answer in this one, yeah? Because if I say something, people will say, no, this is wrong and all this. I'm a big believer in a linear uh, performance management system. I do not, uh, I would move as much as I can out of the curve, the bell curve, which is dominating the market yep. today, yeah? Right. So for me, and uh, how would my you objective, go ahead? So my objective is it's very simple, you know. The 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 the, the, the staff today or the team today is a new generation, yeah. Social yes. Uh, social media connected. They know everything about everything. Yeah, they know everything before you know. It. And I believe right. I worked on my company's advantage on that because, for me, uh, my average age within the company is 27, 26. That's my average age. Young I have 47 workforce. young workforce, and I have 47 nationalities in the company. So what, how can I make a world for them? every individual there, yeah, that they believe in and they trust. And I believe it will be, if it's transparent and simple, everybody would understand and everybody would trust that system. So it all is created from this whiteboard. We have a whiteboard, and as I said, we work on whiteboards. And this whiteboard is the universe. We have targets, we have uh, process confirmation, we have uh, health checks, we have uh, performance dialogues on a monthly basis. And we're talking about daily and monthly and weekly. We're not talking years. We don't talk a full year. A full year for us is, is too long because this generation wants immediate impact now. They don't want something after a year. So 
we've moved from a annual appraisal to actually a monthly appraisal. Uh, in the beginning, it was a nightmare for us from an administrative perspective. Then we, we tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it that now it's natural and it keeps happening on a daily basis. And I'll give you an example. But we have to be disciplined on this, yeah? Including myself. Yes. I have to be disciplined that I cannot call anyone of my operation leaders before 12 p.m. So the morning, they make sure that everything is running. What are the issues yesterday are closed today. And then they make sure that the planning, capacity planning for the day is done. Everything is ticking right. And then I can meet anyone. I cannot meet anyone before 12. Literally. I love that. And if I call somebody at 12, they'll say, sorry to hell, I cannot make it. We can schedule a meeting after 12. Literally. That's excellent. And, it's, and it works, so, right? It works. It's transparent. Yeah. It's built by the team. It's worked by the team. And it's by the team. So I don't manage anything. It's, it's a system that uh, is working on an autopilot now. So I don't get involved Excellent. in hiring. I don't get involved in other things. Because the way I so, see it, me as, me as the CEO, I'm the cost of this organization. How can I add value? It's easy to not add value and destroy value. But how do you become in that mindset is what I did yesterday is not good enough for my team. Yes. How can I add value today and not destroy value? I, I love that because so many CEOs see the center of their company as themselves. And there's a big behavioral difference if you see the center of your company as the people that are interfacing with your customers and not yourself. And while it seems like that's obvious, it's very hard for people to do that. Very hard for people to do that. So you clearly are an extremely thoughtful and disciplined leader yourself. I hope so. So I'm, I'm sure of it. So how do, what do you do relative to, um, you know, if somebody doesn't live this culture, you said, you know, what's really important is keeping this culture. What do you, how do you weed somebody out? How do you find out? And how do you exit people that don't fit? So, uh, number one is I do make mistakes in hiring. And I'll do in the future. I'll always do. So I'll hire but they might not be the right fit. For me, I'm not really concerned about exiting them because people will be uncomfortable and they'll exit themselves by themselves. The culture will take care of it, yeah? The person cannot fit. You cannot fit a square into a, a circle, yeah? No matter what you yeah. do. Can be shaped, yes. But if a person can't be shaped, eventually he'll decide to leave. So I'm, not, I'm not worried about that that angle of who don't fit with 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 hang around because they can't. The system itself yeah. will, will will take. Um, for me, the 
top talent is my key uh, element, yeah? My top talent, uh, how do you identify them? Because it's a transparent system. You, you see them from day one, they're becoming outstanding. So for me, from a performance perspective, and especially on uh, productivity, you can grasp immediately if the person is performing well or not. So my job is to make sure how to make him succeed to become a leader of the future. It's not his productivity anymore because the higher you go, your productivity should be less. You have to learn how to let go and start multitasking and working on projects. So that's my role of how do you create those leaders for the future. Uh, it is very tough, uh, but the way I see it is today I can say 90% of my promotions are within the organization. So people actually grow within the organization. Today I only hire fresh graduates. 5% is what I'd go out and hire. So that for me is success. Yeah, I, and you know, I think that's really important. Actually, that's the that really is the, similar to the GE model. Um, and, uh, you know, hiring people out of school early on, you know, helping them mold into sort of your approach to leading organizations is, is very powerful, very powerful. What's your, if you, you know, how, how do you, uh, do you, let me ask this a different way. Do you find that people are very much attracted to come work for your organization? And how do you get them interested in coming to join you? Um, uh, the good thing is my brand is uh, uh, has a good, uh, I would say, name in the in the market, which is good. They know I'm not the top for a pay, uh, paying organization, which is natural. Most of the organizations that are are, are performance driven would not be at that uh, top tier or the top quartile of payment. But what they get is mm-hmm. they get a culture that is open for them, creative, they can do a lot of things, they can grow, they can develop, and they can learn a lot. Yeah, that is so... That's, so... What, that, that's my value proposition. It's not, come and I'm a, I'm a paymaster. I am not a paymaster, and I will never be. Yeah. But I can give you other, other tools for your future. And for me, because I'm attracting the younger generation, they actually love it. And, you know, I'll tell you something, Sahil, uh, Sahil, that the uh, research has shown, and actually it was the case with GE and other companies, that if you have that culture of learning where people can feel like they can innovate, feel like they can grow, feel like they can learn, feel like they're not suppressed, uh, they will actually uh, work for less money. And part of the problem, I have to say, that we've found in the U.S. is that Wall Street mentality, I mean, if if the only thing that people are working for is that big bonus at the end of the year. What you've basically created are, are mercenaries who will do anything to make sure that they get that big bonus, which may not necessarily be in the best interest of A, the organization, and P, the, B, the organization uh, customers to which it serves, as we have found out. So 
I, I think that that's absolutely, I know that that's absolutely the right way to go. We have 30 seconds on this last segment, and then I'm going to ask you to stay with me. We do have uh, a question, but quickly uh, from, from the audience, but give me three pieces of advice that you have in the next 30 seconds for aspiring leaders. So for me, number one, believe in your people. And definite one, communicate to them whether it's good or bad news. They will trust you if you give them good and bad news. Yeah. And number three yeah. is live your dream. Just live it. If you're passionate mm. about it, you'll make it happen. If you're not, it's not the right place for you. Yeah, I love that. Okay, well, thank you very much, Sahil. Uh, Sahil, stay on. We have a question from the audience. Um, you, with me is uh, Sahil bin Taraf, CEO of uh, Tanfeeth, uh, a United Arab Emirates uh, company um, doing great things in uh, the Middle East. dog barking or an angel singing then you know that you're listening to waking up in america heard every wednesday at three pacific time valerie kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential adventure is always a must on waking up in america with valerie kirkard every wednesday at three pacific Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the leadership connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey. I'm your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and I'm so excited to have uh, with me today, I'm sure you've all been listening, to Sahail Ben-Tarif, CEO of uh, Tanfeeth, which is a Middle Eastern United Arab Emirates uh, company doing really, I would say, cutting edge things in terms of leadership, um, 
my view is that Suhail is the kind of leader that could lead anywhere in the world. And the model that he has is one that ought to be applied for this next millennium. Um, there's a question in Sahel before we wrap up today, and it came from somebody in New York, actually. And what they wanted to know, um, and this question is from Bernard, and he's an HR leader for a big financial institution in New York. And he wanted to know what your, he you saw as your biggest challenge and greatest lesson when you became CEO of Tan Feith. So uh, my biggest challenge was, uh, uh, one thing is what's good is I came from HR, so you always measure people's weaknesses and strengths, yeah? And you always focus on their strengths, but you work on their uh, weaknesses. Or I'd say, I wouldn't say weaknesses, but their opportunities of growth. For me, I come from HR, and I've never run an operation team. You know, I don't know anything about a call center or uh, be it a, a TT transfer, a telex transfer, whatever it is. So I had to learn that quickly. Number two, coming into the CEO's role, how do you create value, uh, financial value, uh, people value, and, of course, uh, stakeholder management? Um, I quickly uh, worked on both areas of uh, my uh, areas of uh, challenge. First of all, I want to instead to focus on my financial, sharpen my financials again, and work on my financials. So that I come back with uh, understanding of how to grow a business from uh, scratch. Number two, from an operation perspective, I knew that uh, I will learn it uh, as I go in, but I need to, uh, uh, for the time being, hire the right people uh, in operation. So I, I, I visited a lot of uh, countries and companies, and then I, I understood what type of people I want to, to, to hire in. And the type of people I want to hire in are people who would work in uh, Greenfields literally from scratch and build something from scratch for the future. And I was lucky enough to actually find the right people on the right team. And uh, uh, the same team that I started with are still in Tempeel. And uh, I always uh, would say they are my A team. They would do anything with me. Whether it's crazy or not crazy, they would believe in me, and we'd create something new every year and every month, and we would shock our clients with with the the, the creativity that we come up with and, and different mindset that we come up with. I think that would be my biggest challenge. What's my challenge in the future is um, how do I uh, keep my top talent in the organization? Because other organizations are starting to realize that Yes, this company has uh, a lot of talent, and how can we um, attract a lot of them from that, from them to you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that answer. That was terrific. I'm, I'm, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Suhail, your insights uh, were phenomenal. Um, I really think you need to write a, a case study on this. I think I think that would be a very interesting uh, approach. One of my guests, uh, Jason Jennings, wrote a book on purpose, and he talked about how you go about cascading purpose and values. And that's 
what you've done. And um, very powerful, very powerful. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Well, we will do it again. We will do it again. So stay with me for this series. I have Margaret Keene coming up, who is a female CEO of Synchrony, one of the top 250 retail banks uh, in the United States, uh, who has offices actually out in India and other parts of the the world for for outsourcing. Uh, I also have Tiger, who is CEO of Genpack, probably the world's largest uh, outsourcing organization. Suhail, I I should hook the two of you together. I think you would um, learn a lot and enjoy a conversation with each other. Um, One of the things that I am seeing and I am passionate about is that in order to have great organizations, and you're going to hear this from these CEOs, and you're going to hear how, like Suhail, how they went about creating these powerful and great organizations. And you're going to hear about the role that purpose plays and how important purpose is over having, you know, overloaded visions and missions that have everything in them um, but don't speak to anybody and that could be on anybody's wall. The role of values. Competency models, my friends, are done. Competency models are things of the past. Values and behavior that is consistent with values are things of the future. And it's living the values that creates the culture that makes people want to stay and want to work and live in your organization. And it's such an important part. You know, it's one thing to have value statements and many, many, many companies have them, but they don't hold their leaders accountable for living them. And I think Suhail laid out a beautiful, that huddle every morning, you know, that lives the values of his company and helps people get better, not penalize people for doing poorly. Because, you know, if you continue to penalize people for doing poorly, you beat them down. They will not innovate. They will not come up with great ideas. They will not help move your organization forward. They get a mindset of protection, of self-preservation, which we learned from our neuroscience experts last month. And that is not what's going to bring out creativity and create value for your companies, for your customers. So the common theme that prevails with all of these leaders is the ability to create a thriving culture, a constructive culture a culture where people can, in fact, live their dreams. And Suhail Suhail said that. I want a place where people can live their dreams and they can be passionate about what they do. And that makes all the difference in the world. So I'm excited to find leaders all over the world. They're rare, actually. As we discovered in uh, our book, Winning with Trans Global Leaders, as we looked at the aspects of leaders that were going to be the leaders of the future. But every great leader of the future in this next millennium focuses on their talent. 
all the ones that helped spiral their companies forward are people who were clear on their values, who helped people live their values, who thought their teams were more important than themselves, and who really had that emotional intelligence, which is what Suhail was talking about. What's, are you happy today? What's making you sad? How are you feeling today? All of those are getting in tune with and building relationships with others. And when you have great relationships, you have great people and you have a great company. Thanks for being with me. I look forward to uh, having you on our next show, uh, listening in. We are having CEOs from respective companies, Margaret Keene, Synchrony, uh, Tiger from GenPack, with phenomenal insights of startup companies that they built that are now in the top Fortune 500. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.